0: about how, uh, if you are, who you are meant to be, it will set the world on fire. Uh, so I met Val um, before you moved here. Yeah. How long ago was two, that? Like two and a half years. Two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So don't um, though we haven't known her very long, I just found out she's an extrovert <laughs> <laughs> last night or something like that, I found mm-hmm. out. Uh, And so she's here. She has a a beautiful story about her own family life and how she came to the Catholic Church. I don't really know what she's going to tell us tonight. Um, So please welcome Belle Valley. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Well, um, I'm guessing you've probably done this before, but sometimes I will just stop and kind of take a look at my life and think, how in the world did I get here? Um, I never expected to be Catholic. I never expected to be married to an Air Force pilot. Um, I never expected to be living in Western South Dakota. Um, And now we have um, one daughter and we're expecting another baby, and life just keeps chugging along. And it's amazing to look back and to just see what God has done in my life and to see how his plans are so much better than mine and how while this life that I have isn't at all what I envisioned for myself, I know and I'm convinced that I have more joy and more love than I would have if I was just left to my own devices and to follow my own choices. Um, And it also gives me hope for the future, thinking, well, if he's guided me so well thus far, Hopefully, as long as I continue to be open to him and saying yes, that he'll continue to guide me in the future. Um, So that's kind of the concrete things of my life. But then, of course, there's also that inner life going on. And so before I jump into kind of what God's been doing in my life and how he's brought me here, I wanted to highlight just three personality traits about myself that are kind of pertinent to my story, um, just so you kind of have a better sense of who I am. Um, if you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs personality test, I'm an ENFP, which is we're called the extroverted or the introverted extrovert. So I am an extrovert, but you wouldn't always know it. Um, but the first personality trait is I am a feeler. So that can be a huge gift in many ways, and that it comes naturally to me to be compassionate, to empathize with others. But there's also a danger in that it's easy for me to just focus on how I'm feeling, how what somebody says or does makes me feel. And there's a danger of just turning in on myself instead of turning outwards. A second personality trait is that I I like to keep my options open. I don't like to answer the question about a five-year plan, ten-year plan. However, once I've made a decision, I like to be in control. And if there's a plan, I want it to go as I'm expecting it to. And that's been hard, especially as a child, when things didn't go my way or the day didn't go how I was expecting it to. I had trouble with that. Um, And so I want to be in control most of the time. And then that third personality trait um, is I've always had this thirst for truth. And kind of going along with that is just this, Really intense need and like desire to be my true self and be authentic. Um, and again, that can be a gift, and that I have firm convictions. But it also can be a weakness, and that I so want to be my true self that I will agonize over decisions and think, "Am I doing the right thing? Is this really what God wants for me? Is this really what's going to be? Help me um, be my true self." And so I often have a tendency to overthink things. Um, so that's a little bit of my a glimpse into my inner life of what's going on. And I think some weaknesses of mine that God has addressed over the years and continues to address. Um, so how did I get here? How did I get to South Dakota and living this life? And there are just a few key moments that I just wanted to highlight. Um, number one, I have to address my conversion. I grew up as a, a Lutheran pastor's kid. My dad's a Lutheran pastor. We grew up. Or we moved around a lot growing up. Um, So I grew up in a great Christian home. Um, And I remember in high school making this conscious decision that I wanted to live my life for Christ. But in college, I just started sensing this. um, I just had this sense that there was something more. And I started feeling restless. Um, And through different things, I just started, um, this light bulb kind of went off that. While my faith, I had taken ownership of my faith, my theology was still that of my parents. And so I wanted to study theology for myself and figure out what do I believe. Um, I didn't want to just follow a church or join a church because I liked the pastor or I liked the music, but I wanted to you know, figure out what do I believe. And um, through providence, God brought a friend into my life who was Catholic, and he invited me to a Bible study. And that was kind of my first introduction to Catholicism that really piqued my curiosity. And this other light bulb went off like, why haven't I considered the Catholic faith before? It's the first church, was the only Christian church for 1,500 years. Um, And so I started just getting really interested in reading and talking to friends. And I met um, a daughter of St. Paul, a sister, Sister Jane, who I started meeting with. Um, and there were, without giving you all the details of my conversion story, there were two main factors. And one was there were several obstacles that I needed to overcome. First, um, I realized that there were things that I thought the Catholics believed that turned out to be false and misconceptions, like thinking that Catholics worshipped Mary or not understanding what the deal was with the saints or um, not understanding what Catholics thought about salvation. I was worried that they thought you had to earn salvation. So once those things were cleared up, I felt free to um, learn more. And then so as that learning process went on, the second big factor in my conversion was the Eucharist. Um, And at first, when I found out what the Catholic teaching was, I was honestly shocked by it. Um, In the Lutheran Church, I believed that Christ was spiritually present in communion, but to think that he was actually present body, blood, soul, and divinity was shocking to me. Um, But then over time became really attractive to me, but almost seemed too good to be true. Um, And I also realized that if it wasn't true, then when Catholics participate in adoration, that would be idolatry if that wasn't actually Christ. And so I was very, I understood the weight of it, Um, and I hoped it would be true, but I wasn't sure, Um, and so I ended up making this deal with God and said, Lord, if you can convince me that this is true, that you're truly present in the Eucharist and that the only place I can receive you is in the Catholic Church, then I will become Catholic even if I don't understand everything else, Um, and he did convince me kind of through reading, so through my head, through different arguments that I read and heard, but also through, I think, my heart and just drawing me to him um, through going to Mass. And I joined RCIA initially just to learn more, um, and then through those friends and just through seeing, seeing the fruits of that and the faith lived out and seeing people's reverence for the Eucharist. So I decided that I would become Catholic, but as that Easter vigil approached, there was just... Something missing, I thought. Like, I just wanted to have this feeling of 100% certainty that I knew I was doing the right thing. Um, And I didn't have that. I just, I felt like all of a sudden God was silent and... I was getting really nervous because I knew that this was a monumental decision. It was going to affect my relationship with my family, with I mean, all my friends were Protestant, except for one. So I knew that this was a big decision, and I um, and all of a sudden I felt like God wasn't there, and I didn't know really what to do. And I spoke with Sister Jane, this mentor of mine, and she, after talking with her, I realized that God was calling me to take a leap of faith and to just step out, Um and say yes to him. And so I kind of just had this heart-to-heart with the Lord and said, okay, I'm choosing to believe that you have led me here, that I haven't imagined all of this, and I'm going to become Catholic tomorrow. And if you don't want me to do that, you better stop me because I'm going to do it otherwise. Um, And I also remembered this passage from Jeremiah 29 that had always been special to me where God says "For sh- for surely I know the plans I have for you plans for your good and not for woe. Well. plans give you hope and a future and then it goes on to say if you seek me um, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart so it's like okay I believe I've been seeking you with all my heart and I believe I found you in the Eucharist um, so I'm here I go I'm gonna become Catholic and um, And I even going, walking up for confirmation, I still like just like, is this really what you want me to do? Like, last chance to like stop me. Um, But I went through with it. And then, um, and actually, once I received communion, I did receive this great consolation um, and kind of felt affirmed that, yes, this is where I want you to be. Um, And so, just through that, was a first time in my life that I really stepped out in faith and had to just submit myself to God and give up that control Um, and I mean the result of that I mean I'll never know the full effect of me becoming Catholic it's resulted in so much joy I've grown um, in my prayer life and just in virtue and the way that we talk about virtue and think about virtue as Catholics Um, but it was really just learning to abandon myself to God and give up control Um, and then so fast forward a few years so now I'm Catholic um, I a few years later, I had gone to graduate school, wrapped that up. I got my master's in French, and I was looking for jobs to teach French. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and I came back to Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I had gone to college, where I became Catholic. Um, and my sister still lived there, so I uh, stayed with her while I was looking for jobs. And so while I was there, I went back to this Bible study, which was the original Bible study that introduced me to Catholicism that I had been involved in. And there are all these new people, so I was excited that um, you know it had grown. But that night, I met this guy there who was really nice and friendly, and he invited me to this um, event at an art gallery in a couple days. Um, and there were other people going, and my sister and I were already planning to go, so we went. And um, he stepped away for a few minutes, and my sister's like, Valerie, this guy is really nice and really cool, and I think he'd be great for you, and I think you should get to know him better. And I was like, Catherine, no, he's nice, but he's already got two strikes against him. One, he's in the military, because for some reason I didn't want to marry a military guy. I just wrote that off. I thought it would be too hard. I wasn't cut out for it. And I was like, and two, if I married him, I would have the most ridiculous name. Because my first name is Valerie and Nathan's first last name is Valley. It's my last name too. Now. So guy clearly laughed when I said that. Um, and and at the end of that night, he ended up asking me, "Would it be okay if I took you out on a real date?" And I honestly almost said no. Um, but I because my I was thinking I was about to move away, and um, you know, and all the reasons I just said. But I, I like have this vivid memory of just sensing the Holy Spirit asking me to just be open. Um, and I was like, okay, fine. And so <laughs> I said yes, and I went on a date with them, and I started getting to know um, my future husband. Um, <laughs> but, um, But it was, again, it was just relinquishing that control and letting go of my own plans and realizing, again, that God's not going to abandon me. Even if I make a mistake, he's always going to be there to pick me up. And um, so I can stop agonizing so much over, over every decision and just say yes to God and just be open and be at peace. Um, and so I decided to stay in Charleston for a little while to see where that went with this guy. And, um, and then kind of, the, as a well, because I stayed in Charleston, I was looking for a job, and no French jobs were turning up. And um, suddenly, the diocese was of Charleston was hiring a director of young adult ministry, which I thought was awesome because I thought it was needed. But I didn't think I should do that. I wasn't. I didn't have a theology degree. But a friend um, said, "Wow, you should. You should apply for that." And I was like, "Well, anyway, I, You know, I said I objected, but then I just started thinking about it, and it started just kind of. It kept coming back. And so again, I just sensed that God was asking me to just be open so I said okay I'll just apply and see what happens Um, because I wasn't equipped Um, I didn't feel ready for that but then I ended up getting the job Um, and it was a really cool experience because I had I was forced to rely on him and I was forced to uh, just yeah have him help me and lead me and guide me and so I did that for two years and a lot of graces came out of that and also in that I really learned a lot how to um, die to myself and just turn outward and serve others um, so again kind of battling that weakness of um, sometimes focusing too much on myself and so just learning how to serve and so I continue to get to know Nathan and then work this job of this diocese neither of which were in my plans um, and that was hard to kind of give up because I had just invested all this time and money and learning French and studying this um, but to instead trust God and give that up and um, trust that he was going to lead me where he wanted me, and that was what was most important and would lead to my happiness. And then um, the last thing, kind of the last big two things that he asked me to say yes to um, was then marriage and children. So saying yes to marry Nathan, um, which, I mean, the day itself was, an e- was a fairly easy decision because um, I had already made that decision, but it was scary to think about marrying somebody in the air force and that was just totally foreign to me just the unknown of i could live anywhere they could send us anywhere he could be deployed something could happen to him i might have to be a single mom for like six months out of the year just all of those fears and worries um but saying okay, I'm gonna again just abandon myself to God's will and move forward with this and so and it, and also a result of that of getting married is all of you who are married know it's a great opportunity to die to yourself and to learn how to love somebody better and um, and so just that daily dying to self and focusing on another person, and of course, with marriage is that um, question of you know being open to life and so saying yes to life. And as much as I always wanted to be a mother when the time comes, it was still finding out I was pregnant for the first time. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is real. And even those little things of vanity, like my body's never going to be the same again. And um, just letting that that self um, die and totally giving yourself to another person. Um, But, again, it's once I made those steps and said yes – then the result was joy that i like i had never known before and love like i've never known before um and and so this um let's see, within one year's time, I quit my job at the diocese, I got married, I moved from South Carolina to South Dakota, and I had a baby. So it was a lot. (laughs) And I usually take a long time to process things. So I think it took me like a year after that to actually comprehend what all had happened. Um, And so and I'm still like learning about how to live in this new phase of life. Um, But it's just been this process of like trusting God with with my life and trusting god with the timing of it that okay the timing of our children and us living here and um and just trusting him that even though it doesn't always make sense to me that he has a plan that's better than mine um and so i mean i'm sure you see the patterns there but just i feel like throughout my life he is forming me and helping me and i think he wants me to become this woman who fearlessly loves who loves fearlessly and who just freely abandons herself to his will. Um, And I'm hoping, and I'm confident, I guess, and hope that he will continue to teach me that, Um, so.